This week on the podcast, we invite a new player in. Phoebe joins us to talk about her experience joining the table for the first time, how her impressions of D&D have changed over time, and the tips and advice she has for other new players. Welcome to We Speak Common. Shall I say the thing? Yeah, do it, mate. Welcome to the Any D&D podcast. It's for everyone because here we speak common. I like that, Ben. I do. Oh, my God, yeah. Are we going to do that every time now? It might, it might, might be the new intro. Catchphrase. Um, hello, I'm Ben Norris. This is Joseph Dixon. Yep, that's me. And joining us today, uh, a real-life girl, Phoebe Hammond. <gasps> oh, my God. We didn't think <laughs> they existed, but they are out there. For a long time, I, I genuinely thought they were like unicorns. Mm. We pulled one in from the street. And here they are. Okay. Talk about D&D. Um, did you know, side note, that a, a gathering of unicorns is called a blessing? Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You're so cute. It's like a, a, a gathering of crows. A murder, it's a murder. A yeah, murder gathering of crows. of crows is a murder. And um, Oh my god, what's the hippos? You know the hippos. Uh, it's a bloat. <laughs> a bloat. Yeah. I like that. Ooh. Careful, yeah, don't. Yeah, see, yeah. We have an amateur uh, yeah, she's not used to <laughs> podcast. Where, this here. microphone comes out of the wall. What's this? <laughs> what is this? I just hit the string. We apologise um, for that. Yeah, anyway, uh, headphone users. You can get what you can get these days, can't you? You know what I mean? Let's just wait for that echo to die down. There we go. Okay, so um, this episode, we're going to talk about something we I think we've, we touched on a long time ago, but. Um, we did. We, we used our perspective, Joe. We've been playing for over five years each. Um, we're going to talk about what it's like being a new player, and also how you fit in with D and D. And we're going to get your perspective, Fee. So, mm-hmm. um, just as a as just a like a an introduction, how long have you been playing this wonderful role playing game? Um, I don't even know. Like one, two years. I don't know. When did we start? I've been playing with you guys for like a year. Now, yeah, but I, I've, I was playing before because mm. you didn't do Curse of Stroud, which was my first campaign. You, you didn't do that one with me. Yeah, no. Phoebe was was born in the darkness, raised by it. <laughs> right, Honestly, yeah. she really was. Um, so I, I would say probably somewhere between a year and a half and two years. Yeah, like maybe not to maybe coming up to two years. Oh, I did actually look at the date in the book the other day. I don't remember. It was. Uh, it's been a little while anyway. I think it was anyway. 2018, so I think we'll go with the year. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um, so, do you do you feel like you're, you know, what you're doing now? Not always. Like a lot of the time, I turn to Joe as our rules master. Yeah, Joe like, is the rules I don't know what I'm doing right now. I did get it all wrong the other day, though. And you did. I feel like I've been living a and lot. And I was right, and you were wrong. Oh, I amazing. was right as well. That was like a, that was that was the oh, character arc there. The <laughs> master surpassed. <laughs> that was the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> moment. <laughs> that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so about a year, and you you're kind of settled in. Um, I'm just kind of throwing you under the bus and, and expecting you to to monologue now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what did you think of Dungeons and Dragons? Either before you played, or or before you, or as you started. And bear in mind that this podcast is for nerds, so yeah. choose your words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the I'm gonna say what everybody doesn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I was a big um, Big Bang Theory fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so the beginnings of my Dungeons and Dragons education started there. And obviously like they don't really show a lot of them like playing it or anything like that. They just show that they're people that play it. 
Um, do you still want to do this episode, Joe? I don't know. It's, it's upsetting me already. To oh, me. my God. <laughs> okay, all right. What she's saying is they utilise D&D as a tool in, in Big Bang Theory to show how to lame make they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, but now... Yeah. I, like... I don't know. I didn't really know that you played it when we, like, first started being a thing anyway. Uh, we were in a, in a, in a long-term mutual... <laughs> cohabitation <laughs> yeah um but uh, i don't really know how to explain this so like what you you, you just didn't really have any expectations for it you no, thought it was I just something really you did any, in your mum's basement or <laughs> did, you, did your sort of um quality of bending your head go up or down when you found out you didn't <laughs> yeah that's a good answer <laughs> oh i don't want to say my answer to that though. right so yeah. I went down right okay. yeah so that's down. but that's, that's the thing that's a natural response yeah that's a natural response and i think yeah. joe and i have spent the last five six years dealing with that stigma yes um of, living of, in the shadows literally and it's like it's something I don't talk about at work because it's like yeah no oh. and I openly say I, I work in an all female workforce and they are not that type of person and none of them know that I play D&D none of them mm. um, my closest best friend knows and that is it and then obviously and she us. has played like the, the she's played the board the games the fake board games <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she she said to us, "Oh yeah, I really like Dungeons and Dragons. I've played D and D." And I was like, "Oh yeah, what do you play?" She's like, "I don't know." I don't I was know like, what, it is. what was it? I was like, well, "What class was it?" She's like, "I didn't I have know. a class." It was, was a Monopoly like, skin. I was like, yeah. "What?" Pretty much. It yeah, was it yeah. was like the Curse of Strahd board game that they bring out oh, when yeah. they bring out the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which side note, if you um haven't got a lot of miniatures, it's a good way to get a whole load of miniatures for a good price. Like forty quid, you get like two hundred. Mm. So, um, and some good. tiles as well. I haven't done it yet, but I am considering it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so you were what you thought it was never going to be your thing. I didn't really ever think it was going to be my thing. I was always into like um, fantasy, like films and kind of, oh, I guess like wizards and oh, sorry, <laughs> like all of that kind of thing. Because um, my dad is like into like high fantasy books and stuff like that and I remember like the first memories of like my dad reading me stories as a child is him reading me The Hobbit <laughs> when I was like six <laughs> so you were you were primed for D&D &D, but uh, you yeah. just weren't the right but I don't gender think... or like social group to be ingested yeah. into the game yeah massively at an like, early age high school yeah. I, it was oh, no like I would have never even been open to the idea of it at all like massively not um but I think that's because I had only ever seen it like played on Big Bang Theory, and it's yeah. completely it's sold completely wrong in the media and yeah. on TV and stuff like that. And I'd never delved deeper into it because of that to see that actually it probably was going to be something that I. It's kind of changing a bit now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it big, now big, is big like celebrity personalities <sighs> and stuff talking about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now is the best time for the game and for the culture because we're seeing it um, put into media in such a nicer light. I mean, look at Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, look at... Uh, I mean, even even Big Bang Theory, although it doesn't portray it in the right way, it's beloved yeah. by the audience, same which is typically like, the audience that wouldn't be into D&D. &D. <laughs> but same, like, I, yeah. I feel like Community does it even, even, yes. in an even oh, better way. Yes. Oh, Community's Community an incredible, incredible way. Because no, they have like, did, a whole episode yeah. on it. They have two, don't they? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. And then, as well, you've got to think that the, the people that grew up playing D&D &D in the 80s and the 90s are now the people who are making films and are actors and are making mm -hmm. it more mainstream and cool. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think more so in America than over here in in the UK. It's it's so much more mainstream. Yeah. Um. We don't we don't have we don't even have uh, adventure leagues near us, do we, Joe? So no, but we do you know, live in the middle of nowhere. So. We do kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Um. So that you know that is different, and I think when when we were growing up you're right in saying that it was definitely more stigmatized and and not kind of being a girl and being in the popular clique wasn't the the yeah. the way to get into that kind of stay inside and, and roll dice no we were lame as hell Ben for most of our lives <laughs> we were um but now it's cool to be lame so yeah, so it's, it's fine it's like a paradox so what what was the thing and i know what your answer is going to be but what was the thing that made you play um you me yeah, you. Me. Full stop. Um, but you specifically reading me a section of the Curse of Strahd book. We were um, camping, weren't we? We were camping, and yeah, we had, didn't really have anything else to do but read. So you had just got the Curse of Strahd book, and it had just come out, and you read. Can I talk about? This? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been out for years. Okay, so um, spoilers the for Curse of Strahd. Where there's like a what is it there's a man on the lake and he's got a little girl in the boat with him yeah there's a lake in in Barovia and one of the characters is out in a rowboat and he's about to drown a little girl in a bag and oh, that's um, nice. it's a, the yeah. strides are really dark yeah. very it's dark gothic horror so but I'm all about that <laughs> <laughs> and um, you were like oh my god I don't know I don't know what the guys are going to do with that mm. and I knew straight away that if I was in that campaign, I would, bear in mind it is a dark campaign, I knew that I would want to play like this dark, malicious, nasty person. Mm. And you were like, what Your would you do? true spirit animal. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, none of the boys would do that. That's so, like, that's so cool that you would have that different perspective. And let this man drown a small child. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't remember um, precisely, but I think the child had done something wrong. Like they weren't. Yeah, she was. She was like cursed or something. Something was wrong something with her. Like but she didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> but no. from that came the birth of like the character that I played in that, and it made me want to. It made me want to be that character, and that the character. I made was called Vidya and she um yeah she was made <laughs> in while camping while camping we went for a walk and talked about characters didn't we we did yeah so you told, told me all about it walking through a forest and it was it was very scenic and yeah. it fit it perfectly in it I think it made me want to I had like, I had the opposite of this experience yes what was your experience so uh, me. Uh, I tried to get a girlfriend into D&D um, she was having uh, none of it <laughs> 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 to be fair I, it was only like one brief conversation I didn't explain it to her very well but uh, suffice she to... thought you wanted to do a different kind of role play <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we had our wires crossed a little bit um, yeah. no but I think you were sort of primed for it because you had you were like a closet nerd, which oh, is, yeah, is good, and a drama person and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, I think it helps if you have that. Because I feel like D&D, the perception is very different from what it actually is. Massively. Yeah, I've so, always said you have to you have to experience it to get it. To get it. D&D yeah. is actually yeah. very mainstream in the sense that it is just drama and acting yeah. and storytelling, which is like all media. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's just not portrayed as that. So if you can sort of break through the initial perception into 
what it actually is. It's mm. easy to then link people from all different walks of life into D and D because you know loads of people have done a bit of drama or yeah. they like you know um, complex books or TV shows mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. Game of Thrones yeah, is easy it. just to get to link into D and D these days. So, mm. what about it actually drew you in? Um. I think, like Joe was saying, I was a big like drama person in high school and like growing up. And I think the favorite, my favorite part of every drama class was like the games you play at the start, like the improv games, Weak murder, pulling stuff out of like nowhere. Yeah. And they were always my favorite things, and they always produced the most hilarious outcomes. Sorry. Um, so I, I think, to me, when we do sections where it's just role play mm. it's like my favourite thing because it's just like playing a big improvisation drama game to me like, like a big game of park bench yeah yeah, literally that's what no one really gets when you uh, first start is that you can just sort of do anything you know? yeah it always takes a, a while for people to realise that there are no, no boundaries yeah we've talked before mm. about that eureka moment when yeah. people when it clicks do you remember having that moment see that moment when you realised how broad the possibilities were. I think that must have been the, my my D and D moment that I always talk about with Vidya. Um, when we were in a tower and there was three witches and they were trying to curse us. The old bone grinder. It's, oh. it's a uh, windmill for Joe who hasn't played Castro. It's a windmill um, that's just kind of in the in the wilderness and it's quite close to the town of Barovia in the province of Barovia, mm. which gets confusing when you play. And they kidnap children and cook them into into dream pastries. Sounds like a theme here with mm. kids. Yeah, throughout. it's yeah, very grim tales, Grim Brothers. Um, but there's there's these th- two hags in in this, or maybe three. I can't remember. Three, I think. In in this old windmill, a coven. Mm. Mm. Um, and what what was the moment then? Um, I had. Oh, I had a certain I think spell, I remember it. and it's gonna. It's, uh, I don't remember the name of the spell now. <clears throat> so. The story's was, going down the drain. It was something with ice, wasn't it? Yeah, something about ice. It might have been like rare frost or something, I don't know. And I think I put it... Uh, Vidya normally would fight with two daggers so that she could stab and then rip people open. Oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah, everyday, everyday gal. And, um, she was a drow. Yeah, she was a yeah. Not to feed into that stigma. But, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> um, and I... And I What's the word? Cast. Cast. <laughs> I was going to say cast. Um, so I cast oh, it onto yeah. onto one of my daggers and I got one of the hags in the mouth, like across the mouth. Yeah. Ooh. And um, her whole body like froze from the mouth down. It's like the killing so blow, I sort of it? Chelsea smiled her. Mm. Uh, her whole body froze and then I kicked her down the stairs and her body <laughs> shattered into a million pieces because she was ice. Oh, really um, it was literally the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and like, I think at the time, sorry, at the time I think I was a warlock so I was pretty much Eldritch blasting things. Right yeah, um, and that was the first time I used a spell to really do. You realise the versatility a cool of it. Thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we've all got a moment like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's if you can like, if you play one game of D and D and you think this isn't for me, it's probably probably because you haven't had your moment. Um, you should play another game until you have that moment, and then just keep playing forever, <laughs> even if you don't have those moments. But 
Um, I mean, mine was kind of like the reverse of that because I DM'd my first game before I played it. Yeah, my my and, big moment was a DM. And it was moment. kind of disastrous, but it was still mm. sort of fun. But my big moment was when like my players were doing stuff that I just had not planned for at all. <laughs> like my planning was pretty weak back in those days, anyway. Mm, yeah. Um, and my improv even weaker, I suppose. Yeah. So, I think uh, one of my players decided uh, there was something going on about these sort of like knights that had walked into town and, and causing trouble they're a bit authoritarian and so I thought okay the players might confront them and fight them maybe they'll talk to them a little bit or try to get some information on them and stuff like that and one of my players uh, just burnt down the inn they were staying in and I was like <laughs> this has ramifications <laughs> what with all the, all the I NPCs have, I have cool, you know, yeah I have key NPCs oh, in this inn they were like no it's, it's worth it to get rid of these guys I think I've weighed up the Sort of pros and cons. Yeah, you you know, <laughs> profit loss analysis confirms that this is the correct maneuver. And Jeez. I was like, okay, um, I guess these guys were definitely not sleeping in here tonight. They, they were. They were somewhere, they, else. They were somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. So, but that that's when I sort of realised that the players can do anything really. Mm. Um, and you just sort of got to roll with the roll with the punches, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not going to go over mine because I've talked about mine so many times. It was with, it was a player moment, character story driven moment with Madame Ava, um, but it, it is I think it's an important part is having that that realization and having that eureka moment makes you appreciate the game. I think having that big moment for you as well in my first campaign was like a big thing too because I saw how much you loved the game. Mm. And that like grew my love for it. Too. Mm. So let's let's talk a bit more about because I find this interesting um, uh, about like the stigma and the perception of 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 someone who plays tabletop RPGs because there was a there was a movement recently on Twitter um, SNL did a skit about mm-hmm. like nerds in an office place and it was like your typical they were they were computer programmers and they had glasses and they talked through their noses that kind of thing um, and. Everyone who's part of the community followed the hashtag of D&D Selfie. Um, I did one. And it was, it's like, look, this is what I look like. This is who I am. I'm not this this caricature that you all yeah, think ben, I am. you do wear glasses. I mean, yeah. You, I you mean, haven't like, helped us at all. you talk through your nose. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. But the point is, like, there are, there are all of these amazing people out there that play, and they're not the image that mm. that outsiders, which is not what I like, have. <laughs> so... Others. <laughs> the others <laughs> the different um, the less fortunate <laughs> yes, the unenlightened um, yeah um, so and and even now even now that I and I consider myself to be a champion of, of the of the poor the weak <laughs> I hate you <laughs> of the hobby because mm. I will gladly tell people that I do it mm. how do you feel about that as someone who's not been do- like, I mean Joe and I have been doing it for a long time now you haven't really in the grand scheme of things so how do you feel about telling people that you play um i don't mm. tell people oh, it makes me i feel like that's really bad no that's think. okay no because that's what i want to talk about because you feel that way because of the stigma set by other people yeah mm. yeah but like i said before i work in a very uh, like if i talked to anyone about it it would be the girls at work and they're just not the people they're just not the people um the friends I have outside of work that I see very rarely because they're away doing things, mm-hmm. I would tell them it's just never come up, mm. I guess. It's like when I was... Uh, I sort of 
it wouldn't necessarily explain to my dad what D&D was if I was going to play or something mm. he's like oh where are you off to I'm some stout doing stuff yeah. um, but it wasn't like really a conscious decision but then funnily enough when he um, I think he watched like an episode he like he was really into Castle or iZombie or, or some yeah. crap he was watching on Netflix <laughs> and they had, they had like a D&D episode yeah. he was like oh that's oh, what that is yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might have been an episode community and um so I was, then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I play that like every week for the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that for like the last the last quarter of my life. Like, yeah. So, um, I mean, he still cracks me up though because he still doesn't quite understand what D D and D is, or uh, he doesn't really know what a podcast is either. <laughs> so he's like, uh, how was your how was your your pod in and your, your D and D in? I was like, it was great, Dad. It was excellent. <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you. It went really well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I just find, I find all of that interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person who, who likes watching the old documentaries about the the witchcraft and satanic scare from the '80s. I find that stuff really incredibly interesting and naive. And um, to think that anyone still carries that kind of stigma blows my mind a bit. But and I mean, maybe not so the satanic stuff. <laughs> Some people believe it. Um, if you live in a in a super old and religious community then that that does still thrive but like out here in the uk we never had any of that but we also didn't have the craze that it that I mean, it we definitely had. did we had like witches burn up yeah no but not 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 for D I mean oh okay right like, yeah. I mean, D wasn't really around in the 1100s <laughs> i don't know i don't know how you remember it. we've got buildings older than america's <laughs> country so True, yeah, you know true, yeah. um so i think i think it's it's weird that that stigma is carried across here that sort of mm. geeky like living yeah, but, basement yeah but British people are just much more reserved anyway yeah so like you have the drama people and stuff like that who mm. are more outgoing but mm. then it's uh, I don't know I guess British people just get more embarrassed and, and what not don't they about the things they like even if it's okay yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, oh no I like drinking tea how embarrassing no but it's like I'd say for a bloke as well I would almost say from a man's perspective, if a girl was like, oh, I play D&D or whatever, even if the bloke wasn't into it... It becomes cool. If he even was into it, they're like, oh, she's just doing her, her like drama improv thing. Yeah. But it, that's like the bloke going, okay, I'm going off to my uh, ballet lesson now, guys, so <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. catch you at the pub later. Yeah. You know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. a bit, it's a bit different. Yeah, it's a bit different. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Okay, let's let's uh, let's go off on a different tangent then. Let's talk about the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe and I have said before what we love about the game um just everything uh we made a podcast because we don't get to talk about it enough mm-hmm. what do you enjoy the most what is it out of of, of everything that that you come back for this is really cheesy <laughs> i love it go for it um i think like our community that like we've made out of it mm. like i obviously the guys that we play with were all your friends first, but now. Sorry, just uh, just I have friends. <laughs> but now. Lots of them too. Like they're my friends, and. Well. <laughs> okay, Joe, no, you're my friend. <laughs> I'm just gonna nip out. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You've got a call to take. Yeah. Um, but no, and and I enjoy like having them all around and. We basically like just get to play. <laughs> yeah, it's like I wouldn't like we. You know, if we didn't weren't playing D and D that whole time, I wouldn't see you nearly as much no as way. I do because mm. it's, it's like that with 
I'd have never met you. No, exactly. And with like most friends, you know, you don't see them unless you have a sort of quote unquote excuse to go and see them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like it's birthdays. Very, there are very few like people that you, um, I suppose, actively just make time to see for the sake of seeing them, I suppose. Yeah. It's just yeah. not really the society we live in where, you know, everyone's super busy all the time. Mm-hmm. So unless you've got a sort of prearranged engagement, then you don't. You don't see them. I mean, yeah, there are times when we've said, like, we should go out and do something non-D&D as a group, and we, we have before, and we should again, yeah. but we don't do it enough. And, like, we, we will sit down, and I'll, and I'll play a game with you all, and then I'll walk away, and I'll think, I don't know what's going on in Wesley's life. Yeah. Because the only time I've talked to him... I know everything that's happening with Galahad. Yeah. They're like, Joe? No, I did. I saw to mate Dan, who's on the podcast, like, a couple months ago, and he was saying he was saying to me, like, Joe, I've lived in London for two years and you've literally never been here. And I'm like, yeah, but we played DMD a few months ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's just me being a bad friend. But <laughs> it, it does, that is well, a good part about it. Just like if you, you know, you go to any sort of class together or whatever, hmm. it, um, it's an opportunity for just to get together and, and hang out. Yeah. Um, okay. You're a, I, I would still call you a new player. Yes, um, massively. You still I don't ask, know what you know, I'm doing half the time. Yeah, and that's fine, and, that, and it's a big game and that. But whenever I talk about D and D to people who who don't play or, or don't know anything about it, they they like some people are respectable and they're like, oh, okay, cool, fine, yeah, nice. Um, some people are like, I don't get it, I don't understand, and I've had people be like, oh, we're gonna go play Dungeons and Dragons, and they do that voice, and it's like that yeah. that caricature again. And the thing I always say is, we, well, you know, you don't. What sort of malicious people are you hanging around with, mate? Mate, just... mate. twenty nineteen. To be fair, I return it back. Uh, one of one of my colleagues loves wrestling, and I don't. So we yeah, just we true. just we just banter yeah. back and forth because um, I've never experienced wrestling. Although he does now play D anD D, so you know, that's one for us. Yeah, you <laughs> um, got him into that. But here I am, a plague, just converting people. Mm. What is what is the thing you would say to people who? either well, first of all someone who's never played it before if you said to them I play Dungeons and Dragons they're like I don't know where that is what would you say how would you how would you advise them to get involved um, it's tricky we've spoken about this a lot yeah because yeah, it's, it's know, interesting I, to get your perspective I think straight away it's not advising them to get involved I think it's just explaining to them what it, is. What it really is and um, how would you explain it because I know how I would describe it and I want to know how you, as someone who's been playing for a short amount of time, oh, a specific technique I use now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think, um, like, when I tried to explain it to my dad, yeah, it was a lot easier because of his like history of fantasy. History of fantasy, yeah. Um, and he kind of remembered it from, you know, he's older, obviously, mm. and he kind of remembered it from when it was popular, like back in the day. Um, Scaring around the answer here. I know because I don't know how I would. I don't know how I would. Okay, it's so really that's, weird. that's, I don't know how that's I interesting would. to me. One way I explained it to my mate is I essentially ran D and D for him on the spot right there, mm. just for no dice. So I've I, done that before. So I said like, okay, imagine uh, you're a cat. I say like, okay, you can be like a human, an elf, or a dwarf. What would you be? And he's like, okay, a human. Most people say that because yeah. they it's are easy. humans. Yeah. I, I, need, I don't know any elves or dwarves, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> I know a few dwarves. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I'd be like, okay, you're um, you're trapped in this room. Uh, you're just in a normal room. There's no windows. It's made, it's made of wood, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I'll say, what do you do? And then first of all, they'll probably say like, okay, well, is there a way out? Can I see a way out? I'm like, you see a door. And then they'll say, okay, I, I tried to open the door. And I'll say, okay, you try, but it's jammed. There's something blocking on the other side. And I'm like, they're like, okay, uh, let me see. I, I try and 
okay, I'm going to pick up this chair and and I'll throw it at the door, try to break the door or something (laughs) like that. Okay, I'm like, okay, so you could, that might work or it might not. I know we could flip a coin or roll some dice. So you're playing D&D right now. And they're like, Whoa. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And it's just like, yeah. just a gist, just a, a tiny taste of like, I always start them in one room. So there's only yeah. really a couple of options. Yeah. Um, but that's generally how I explain it. Or I, that's a really good idea. Or I say, if someone is into fantasy or whatever, I'm like, I'm like, okay, imagine like reading Lord of the Rings. Mm. You actually are Frodo. Yeah. And you decide what he does. So do you remember when I explained it to you for the first time, Fee? Do you remember, I remember what I said? didn't explain it great. Right, okay. <laughs> See, because what I say, if someone says, like, well, I don't get it, what is it? I always say it's a shared t- storytelling experience. There's someone who sits there and narrates the story, and the rest of the people are the characters in the story, and together they experience whatever the story is, and, can, and it can be anything. And they roll dice to see if their actions succeed or fail. That's how I describe it. Yeah. See, I feel like Joe's way is a bit more entertaining. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but whenever I have to explain it, I have to do it like quick because yeah. we haven't got enough yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So, another way I would do it is if if I know someone plays video games, yeah, especially mm. RPGs, mm-hmm. you know, like Dragon Age, which yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. I say like, okay, imagine you're playing Dragon Age because that's because you make your own character in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you make your own character. You're playing Dragon Age, and when so you come up to a like dialogue option and you can pick from three different options to what your response is going to be just imagine you could say anything mm. and whatever you say the people will around you will react accordingly or you could just leave or you could try and kill that person yeah or you could pick your nose it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> you, could you can do, do anything you yeah. and then because people who play rpgs and stuff they sort of have a they understand the constraints of the game all you're saying is we're just removing the constraints mm. And that's what you can do. And they're like, mm. okay, well, how can I decide whether I... And then when they say, like, well, how do I know if I succeed or not? I'm like, that's why we roll dice. And then you have bonuses based on your character. Yeah, yeah. And then people like me, who like all the numbers and stuff, you know, especially <laughs> from games, like... Uh, Sitting and they're like grinding and stuff. And like, okay, but how can I get better at swinging yeah. the sword? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you put your points in strength, and they're like, yeah. okay. And so it sort of grows from there. So it is easy if you have just at least a tiny bit of fancy knowledge or game knowledge or something I along them lines I had an experience I went to a uh, work convention and we were having dinner and I was sat next to a girl who um, I didn't have a like a lot of a relationship with like I knew her because we worked in the same company but I didn't really know her very well and I sat to talk to her and um, she said that she says she they love doing murder mystery dinners and I was like, great, that's kind of like a geeky thing. So I, so I was like... <laughs> Friends. I was like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. And she literally, she was like, what's that? Like, she had no idea. And I was like, here I am with this opportunity to to pull in more people um, because I had absolutely no expectations. And the way I described it to her was, well, imagine you're doing a murder mystery dinner, but you're sat around a table talking about it instead. And it's set in a fantasy world with dragons and goblins and, and things like that. And then I sort of explained the dice rolling. I said, you know, you've got to work out who the murder per- person is, who the murderer is. But to do that, you might have to investigate and you roll a dice to investigate. And she was pretty cool with it. She was like, yeah, we should try it sometime. So Yeah, it definitely helps if they have just some... Something, some point of reference, I think. Mm. Yeah. I, I was talking to someone who I thought I knew what D&D was for a long time. One of my mate, one James. and uh, But the whole time he was under the impression it was like an MMO. Or like a like a game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was for like weeks I was talking about it as well. And he was like, Wow, this is an amazing game. How can I, I literally get it? that was literally what he was. Oh, wow. 
But then I was like, no, and then I, I ch- can't find it in CEX. The, the hard part was. <laughs> it's in your mind. <laughs> the hard part with people who you talk from like a game perspective is they're like, yeah, but like they're locked into. They're like, well, yeah, but like, what do you look at? Like, yeah. Like, how do I see my character? And I'm like, you don't in imagine your mind. It. Mm. And they're like, yeah. right. But then, how do other people see it? I'm like, in their minds. In their minds. Yeah, because the way I see Galahad and the way I see Calcifer might be completely different to how you do. Mm. I think it's a bit different because sometimes we have pictures for reference, but they're never really exactly what you want. Mm. Someone to look like because you've just Google image. And I have a pretty bad habit of like just putting the actual players' faces on their characters. Yeah, I do. Too. Even if it's not, I'm playing with someone who's like, okay, I'm a midget. Uh, I'm <laughs> a. That's midget. not the right word, Drago. <laughs> Come on. I'm a midget. Come on, man. Dragon. That's not Howling the right word. Dwarf. Like, what, what are you going to do? Offensive behavior. We do not condone that here at Wednesday. Horns coming out of my cheeks. I'm like, well, it's like we play right, with Wesley. But you still, you still just you a dragonborn with Ben's face on though yeah to me in my head yeah That's like we oh, oh. step out go, go, go on go on go for it hello <laughs> so what would you say to someone who has um, some experience of or not experience but has knowledge of what, what D&D is or or knows even like you like oh it's something fantasy it's something a bit geeky mm-hmm. but they want to try it what's your advice to them i think do it i i would have i would have never have have tried to play dnd i would have never have even i mean looking at the all the rules or the roles like everything you have to do can be extremely overwhelming from someone who has never played it before I struggle today it's really helpful when you have someone like Joe who can just whisper in your ear like Phoebe you've got you meant to add three yeah like you've got proficiency there like it's really helpful Um, I think as a maybe a whole a whole group that's new Mm. you're all learning together Mm -hmm. that might be more tricky than joining a group yeah but I think just like if you think you might be interested just do it because I've had so much fun over the past like year and a half two years that I've been playing sitting in a living room with like five blokes (laughs) (laughs) and like talking about made up people and made up things but they're all they're all kind of like they're all real what you want yourself to be Mm. like Joe plays this all good paladin in to me in our game and like sometimes that's how I literally see him yeah like I confuse him his personality and his personality that he plays yeah like quite frequently (laughs) well this is this is something that I that I really like about it as well is that the memories start again the the things we do in game Mm-hmm. become real memories to us when yeah. we talk about dungeons and dragons yeah, and when we talk about what we've done, yeah it's not like yeah. it's not like oh do you remember that time in that game where we once stabbed a vampire it's do you remember that time when that i, I took did the it. sun sword I and i rammed I it through strad's chest yeah she did do it me but it, but it's you <clears throat> you personify that and it's yeah. that and i and i love fantasy because of the escapism and i and i yeah. and i enjoy media i work it's, in media for escapism and yeah. that's what it is. It is, and it's... I don't want to be hippy-dippy here, but it is like a form of, like, 
meditation and like therapy you're completely taking yourself out of who you are and your problems are not your problems anymore mm. like you your are problems are no longer rent they are a dragon they are <laughs> literally you you are someone completely different like mm. phoebe does not have phoebe's problems anymore vidya like vidya doesn't have any problems <laughs> it's not like she's just alive <laughs> she's better she just does but, that thing yeah can you do you see what I mean? When yeah. it's like it, you are like fully becoming a different person, and yeah, it's and, like and, and it's an experience, like, <laughs> and I think you should do it just for that. See, this is this is what I like, and this is why I wanted to get you on because this is the type of conversation that I have with people who haven't played before and they mm. just don't get it. And it's that thing mm. of you really have to just give it a go, you just have to try. And I think our first, I think my first game was like seven hours or so. My first one was long. Yeah, it was a long one. And by the end of it, I was tired and I wanted to go to bed and I wasn't sure if I even wanted to play again because it seems like a lot of time to dedicate to something. Yeah, we really dropped you in on the deep end. Oh, But you were playing was, with loads of experienced people. It was long. Yeah. But the next time I came back... But now you're used to that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like we can go like nine hours and it's fine. Nah. But... Like, you can play, like, shorter games. Like, we've done, like, two-hour, three-hour ones. And you do kind of feel the same fatigue, but I don't know. But it's also, like, it gives you more energy to be you because you've not been you for seven hours. Yeah, I said to a friend uh, recently that... um, when I was going for a rough time, one of the things I did to, to de-stress from work was to get home and play Stardew Valley because in that yeah. game, the problems you have... Uh, Stardew Valley is a farming game. Uh, it's always a farming game, isn't it? Always, someone's always telling you about <laughs> a farming <Bill>. game. <laughs> Not Farmville. <laughs> but you, um, you've got... You know, you've got a certain amount of time in the day, you've got a certain amount of energy, you've got to water your crops, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. The yeah. shop closes on a Wednesday, it yeah. closes at two o'clock, what are you going to do? All of this stuff. And you play the game and you think about all of those errors, all of those uh, um, like problems, and you forget your own problems, and it mm. properly declutters your brain. Yeah. And I think that's what D&D does because you are in just in another world. And I mean, bear in mind, we are very much preaching to the choir. This podcast is, is aimed at people who either play or want to play D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess this segment is more so for the people who want to play and are listening and, and taking notes and thinking, how do I get into it? How do I start? What do I need to know? And the thing is, you just got to find a way to, to start. Yeah. You've just got to find the people yeah. or make the people. Find That's what Joe and I did. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it is kind of like the family that you choose yeah. because you spend so much time with them. Is Jay coming back in? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Here he comes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I might get another one, but that's all right. We're sorry. Right. We've just been talking about. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we just sort of rambled <laughs> on, didn't we? Um, I, I yeah. was supposed to be about um, her, her advice to people. That's the word. Advice to people who haven't played, and oh, okay. just like just do it and that kind of thing. And, and I think just like. do it is the only way. And and don't just go off your first game either, like because you have will, that eureka you moment. You will get games where like not a lot happens and that's just how it is hmm. because it's just like watching know, yeah, episode episodes. something yeah. sometimes not a lot happens in it and you're like mm, wish something more happened but then you wait and then the next episode is like an hour and a half of fighting, fighting yeah. or something and it's all happening can you tell we've been watching Game of Thrones and we've had that we've had that though we've had whole games of just roleplay and we've had whole games of just fighting mm. and, and you like both for different reasons yeah yeah yeah. Okay. That's like what we were talking about before about how important it is as DM to try and manage pacing as best you can. Yeah. Because then obviously you can sort of smooth out those highs and lows to have a more sort of consistent experience. But as you say, there will be those games where you have 
will all say it's very focused on another character that mm. game mm-hmm. so perhaps your character doesn't mm-hmm. have too much to do yeah or if you haven't split the party then you know you might not even get to your party that that session if something you know really me- big Meg something has really gone down the other side that the dm hasn't really expected yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a tough one like we had a good few games that were just based on galahad and his story arc but i was so interested in that well i'm gonna i'm so gonna straight my ego a little bit but there was a there was a chance when um we've had a few innuendos this episode uh-huh. there was uh, i'm not marking this explicit though it's fine if you don't <laughs> no. get the jokes it's okay um you were in a game in the curse of Star game again it's like one of those big moments for me as a dm mm-hmm. and i remember you and wesley turned to each other and said I can't look away. I can't stop watching. I don't want to, but I can't stop watching. And it was those words that meant so much to me because you're not watching anything. No. We're sat around the table talking about things. But when I remember that, mm. I like actually you like, see it. I I don't remember us sitting around a table. No, you like, you, I, you I imagine. I can see Madame Ava. I can yeah. see Throttlecar. I can see like everything that's going on at that moment. And oh, there's a big moment. Yeah, it's the same when. Well, I got two moments like that. Mm. One is when it's not competition, Joe. What <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm saying is like these big moments that you remember is when uh, Galahad was fighting um, like the trial by combat. Yeah, and mm. I sort of described it mm. looking through his helmet. Uh, so I remember I had this image. You of see him, his point of view. Him looking out. See, I see the whole like Colosseum and everyone this there. Is so and, like, cool. It's so cool. <laughs> this is that's the thing. So you were your you you were there sat in the in, in the, the audience and you were in the combat and, and you we had see to it. Sneak in as well. I like, see it literally through his, <laughs> through his visor, looking into it's the sand so pit. Cool. That is so, see. This is this is the stuff. This is the like my memory of that is like <sighs> sorry to to quote Game of Thrones again, but it's like the mountain and like it's that Ilya Madel scene. It's that like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that that good. Yeah. Yes. And then my, my other my one head. is when uh, Sigrid reveals to Erebus that. They're not they're, bound by anything. Oh they can God. just lift. But I, when I, because I was really into that role playing as Sigrid, mm. and I was thinking about all the emotions going through his kind of head at that time. Um, I'm literally like seeing it like through his eyes. Like I'm looking directly into Erebus's face, u- ugly demon tiefling face. <laughs> see, see, for me, as because my character wasn't present for that exchange, but I, as a player in the group, was there. And for me, as a player, that's a big realization for my character that my that I, I know my character doesn't know. No, that's yeah. a big moment, and I remember that. And I don't remember. I, part of me remembers me like getting up from the chair <laughs> yeah, and like that. <laughs> throwing stuff across <laughs> the room. But the other part of me, that was a genuine reaction. Like man. Um, but the other part of me sees it as if I was watching a TV show mm-hmm. and I was seeing yeah. something as a viewer not as a player as a, as a character in the in the TV show mm-hmm. so it's 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 interesting how we all yeah. cognitively view those I, things I view that scene from that perspective and then also <laughs> from like like the captain's perspective of the other ship just like the two kind of like undead guys just standing there like, like oh, mm-hmm. sort of kicking off down there <laughs> what's going on over there <laughs> yeah. yeah okay <laughs> Okay, I think um, this has been a really interesting episode. I don't think there's much of a yeah. the, of a theme here, but it's just it's it's nice to sit and talk to someone who hasn't been well, doing one, it. One as long thing as I wanted to say as well, yeah, as you've got Phoebe on the show, is like, do you feel that because she's a girl and we're all obviously blokes playing the game, do you mm-hmm. feel like it does bring a slightly different vibe to the game compared to when we're just all playing as men uh, in our other games? <sighs> Because I, I feel like there is a slightly different vibe. I don't think because of the gender, though. No. I think I think because of... My personality. Uh, your personality. <laughs> and 
uh, I guess part of that is down to to, mm. to you as a person and then part of your identity as your gender but I think we're quite lucky in the fact that we've got quite a diverse cast because we've got um we've got Wesley who always like he 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 tends to play females he plays males too but he he's always willing to to be a female character which mm. adds an interesting spin mm-hmm. and we've got people who are like James is always up for being that kind of weird experimental character <laughs> yeah. that throws curveballs and ruins mm-hmm. the game well, I, I just think from my <laughs> doesn't pers- ruin the game because <laughs> obviously the games I play in, apart from the um the sort of the game we've kind of just started with the uh, starter set mm. but it, I feel like in the um in your game mm. Whereas a mix of both genders, it, like even in the party sort of thing, like in in real life, but also in the narrative, mm. um, there's more of a uh, I don't know. I suppose a, a compassionate vibe. I, it's, I I don't know if that's down to the players or just like the characters and the backstories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, I feel like the characters care about each other yeah. a little bit more in that way. Yeah. Whereas in my game, because they're all blokes, and even though um, Wesley again is playing a lady in our game, but she is very um, she's very cold and she's, yeah, she's very cold and, and disconnected from yeah. sort of her feminali- uh, femininity. Really, um, I feel like it's more of a a bros kind of situation, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And there's a lot, of, there's a lot more like vicious banter in the, in that game than there yes. is in other games. Yes, they're definitely. See, like I us. think that I laugh in certain points where like you, you guys are laughing, yeah. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Like, yeah. You guys are laughing right now. Like that's funny. Like things. But like you said, I think. And I, I spot like innuendos it? as well, like everywhere. Yeah. But that's just that's, that's you. As a, yeah, yeah, that's you as a person, and yeah. that, that's. And a group. I think when we get going together as well, like yeah. we're quite a vicious. You've duo. said to me, but yeah, you've <laughs> said to me before that you when we sat and we and James ran a game for us, and um, Joe and I were playing two characters that you loved. Oh my our characters god, I love that each other. so much. Which is interesting because Joe and I don't often get to play together because we're yeah. always in the DM chair. So I actually clasped Ben's head in real life. Yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you put yeah. Our, our foreheads together, our didn't noggins you? together. Like yeah. I thought that was going to be a romantic, <laughs> romantic session. It I mean, next session we might just be making well, it's out. It's hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Alright, look, I think I think this has been an interesting insight. I don't know if there's been a, a, a particular through for the whole thing, but it's it's been nice to talk and just to chat with us. Get an interesting get someone else's point of view. We brought you mm. in because not only are you a new player, but you are, to be fair, the only female in our group. Um and you, you offer a different pair of eyes. And I think it's it's important to, to look at those and look through those and, and see what the game looks like from your point of view too. And we're steadily running out of ideas, so this was a really <laughs> clutch, this the, one. Oh, you've got to go get that. Go get that. I've got a phone call. I've got to go. All right, see you later. We'll, we'll wrap up without you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, and that... That is what you get when you are on call. Um, unavoidable, unfortunately, but it's okay. Any last words, Fee, before we say do? No, I think I think any girls listening out there, I think for me as a child, you're always... I, like, fully believed in fairies until I was, like... Oh, I still do. 12. I still do. Like, I would build fairy houses. Yeah. And every single character I build, I say to Ben, can I have a fairy? Can well, I? I still haven't said yes. I still haven't said yes, but I'm going to try every time. And you can just live out your child fantasies in that way. Like, 
Joe is going to have a unicorn at some point because he wants one and we're going to make it happen. We're going to find him a unicorn. It's going to happen. Might be a happen. Pegasus. He wants a or Pegasus, a Pegasus. Either way, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. let's not lie. And and we sort of had fairy because we had an imp at one point. I mean, they're very different and, like, things. Very, well, you know what I mean? We still had like a little pet fly thing. <laughs> like, yeah. it was really cool. And I think if you have those fantasies and you have like a what's the word like Beyonce's um, she has Miss Carter like what's an alter ego alter ego if you have that alter ego you can literally make that look at that reaching the audience bringing Beyonce to the look at that so sorry Um, so so what so you're saying just if you want to do it do it yeah do it like Vidya is my alter ego Mm. and you can do that Mm. you don't like you don't have to actually go out in the street and pretend to be someone you're not like because that can be uncomfortable and people can judge you and people can look at you and be like why is that girl wearing wings (laughs) but but this is a safe space this is a safe space you can do whatever you want you can be whoever you want Mm. like blokes can play women and women can play blokes like later on today I'm gonna be a bloke Mm. I've never done it before but I'm up for it I'm gonna try it we're gonna see how it goes yes king so you know, just do it. Just see how it goes. If if it fails miserably, give it one more try. You should always try something twice because you never know if the first time was a complete flop. Unless it's murder. Well, maybe. Yeah. It depends. Okay. <laughs> it depends on the person. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, well, video came to stay there. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you for joining us. Who knows, maybe you'll make an appearance again sometime in the future. It's been interesting to get your point of view. Okay. As ever, if you want to drop in, if you want to talk to us, we're on Twitter at We Speak Common. We've got an email, we speak common at hotmail.com. Yep, we live in the Stone Age. <laughs> and um, we're pretty prolific, uh, prolific on Reddit too. So if you see us, feel free to drop some feedback, drop some topics. Topics are the things we always love. We want to know what you want to hear us chat mm-hmm. about and get some ideas for. So, so let us know. Um, Cool. We'll be back next week, same time as usual. Thanks, V. Thank you. Thanks for listening to us today. If you like the podcast, then do us a favour. Give us a review or a like on iTunes and Anchor. And share us with your friends. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at WeSpeakCommon. The music in the podcast is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is licensed under an attribution license CC by NC. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.